0: What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of OT takes, overtime takes, whatever you want to call it. The guy's back. Or well, I guess, well he he never really left this time, but Zach's here. What's up, man?
1: What's up, man? It's a great day to do a podcast. Don't freaking call me out like that in the first 17 seconds of the show.
0: I I corrected myself. I said that you you didn't really leave. Gosh, you're dude. Here. I'm glad you're here.
1: I'm glad I'm here, but I don't I'm not really sure if I believe you now.
0: <laughs> You're right, man. I'd much rather have T Lang here.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you guys can go through a stupid college football list. Yeah, I said it.
0: Whatever. <laughs> we both had good lists. You did. You did. I really, I really wish you'd been here for that, man, because I really wanted to hear your list.
1: I'll be. We'll, we'll have an opportunity for that again.
0: Oh, no doubt, no doubt. So I'll let you introduce our topic for today's Top Ten Tuesday.
1: Uh, yeah. So. Uh- with the MLB season starting up, uh, we wanted to maybe throw a little baseball in there. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jonathan, but we really didn't have like a, like a very strong uh, idea list this time. Uh, kind of came. We haven't had a strong
0: idea list for a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, it kind of came <laughs> He's together. being honest. It kind of came together. We think this will be fun, but this is uh, 10 players that we expect um, to have a better season than what what the experts are predicting right like uh, let's say they're
0: breakout guys breakout guys that's kind of the idea
1: and i think i think we both took a similar uh similar turn on this list i think we both have uh we both had the same idea which is rare because we usually have different ideas when it comes to these lists but i think after talking to you before this i think we're on the same page here for once so that's cool
0: yeah so i'm i'm excited I'll let you lead us off. Who's your, your first guy on your list?
1: Vladdy Jr. is number 10 on my list. Um, okay. I think we're forgetting about Vlad He's on my Jr.
0: list as well. I, I, I know, man. I just – and there was so much hype from him coming up, and then he didn't really live up to it. But, like, he still didn't have a bad year last year. It just wasn't what people were really expecting.
1: Like, people forget Trout's rookie year was terrible too, and, like, way worse than Vlad Jr.'s rookie year.
0: Yeah. So why are we Mike forgetting Trout, about Vlad? Maybe cuz he plays in Canada? <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's part of it. But so he led the league last year. He hit 8 balls over 115 miles an hour off the bat, which is just ridiculous.
1: That's pretty good.
0: And yeah, that's 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 ridiculously good. And he was look, we know that like the talents there, like he's got juice. He's Discipline at the plate and look, he's gonna be fine. The only question for him is how good his defense is gonna be. He's and I first, didn't think now. he was Is he really? Yeah. I didn't realize that's that's probably a good thing. Even though I didn't think he was that bad of a third baseman from the games that I saw him play. I mean I mean he look he wasn't gonna be, you know, Machado or Arenado or Rendon or anybody like that, but I mean I thought he was gonna be solid over there. He
1: definitely benefits from playing uh well. I keep forgetting about the universal DH because it's so new. But um, in a in a normal setting, he would he's definitely an AL type of player with the ability to oh agreed to throw him in and out of the DH spot. I mean that's a his bat is going to carry him. Obviously, he's going to be one of the best hitters in the game. He's going to have the most one. Of, he's going to have the most power numbers at some point in his career. And like he had a he had a. An okay rookie season, I guess, not what you're expecting nowadays because guys are coming up and making an immediate like superstar impact. But like, like I said, there's a there's countless guys that came up in their rookie year and struggled. I expect Vlad to go off, like no doubt about it.
0: I agree. Yeah, he was he's on my list as well. I didn't really rank a one like I didn't really rank my guys just because I don't know how you rank guys. I guess guys that you're most confident in breaking out. But yeah, so. But yeah, he, he was on my list as well. He was the first name that, that came to mind for me when I was thinking about guys who were really going to kind of pop off this year.
1: I guess I kind of did it backwards uh, now that you said that. So I went, my confidence starts at 10. So highest confidence is 10. It goes down to 1. I guess I could have done that opposite. But, yeah, that's what I did this time.
0: You know, we were talking about guys who could hit 30 home runs. Vlad Jr. is definitely on that list, and we didn't say his name
1: yeah he is i we forgot like <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so vlad jr yeah I think he's probably my biggest lock i out of everybody on my list if i had to bet money on who would have the best season, he's probably one or two
1: there's one more guy on my list that I would maybe say, but I think you're right, i think he's my he i have the most confidence in him on my list for sure I, I him and one more one other guy.
0: Okay, so, so you, you already said Vlad Junior. He's on my list. So I'm I'm going to give you a pitcher. Okay, we're going to go Max Freed of the Atlanta Braves, starting pitcher. Lefty. Yes, young guy too. Yes, I believe he's 24. They got so some here. Young are arms his, in Atlanta? They do. Atlanta's got Soroka Freed. They got so much potential, man. They like got they're, a good team. they're just they do. So. Here are his numbers from the first half of the season. He went 98 and two thirds with a 429 ERA, a 141 whip, uh, just just under nine Ks per nine, and a little over three K, K- to walk ratio, which is okay. Like, it's not great. 67- 66 3 ERA, 122 whip, just over 10 Ks per nine. And just over four k to walk ratio. Got so just seeing down. the improvement he did. And and the strikeouts are up. Yeah, that's And the ERA's down. That's it. Like he's so he it looks like he's figured something out in the second half. And so I'm really kind of expecting him to kind of carry the momentum from the second half of this season into into this next year.
1: Yeah, I I think I think that's a good choice. I think every like young lefty starter like intrigues me. I don't know about you, but, like, every young lefty starter, I'm like, is this guy going to be the next Kershaw? Because, like, you don't really see, like, I don't know, a lot of your lefties that you think of, at least me, I think of obviously, like, Kershaw, but, like, the bullpen guys, like, Aroldis and guys like that out of the left-handed side. So when you see a left-handed starting pitcher, at least me, I'm like, oh, this guy's nasty.
0: Yeah. And it's just – I think we're kind of looking for the next dominant lefty because, like you said, Kershaw has kind of – Fall a little bit, you know. When we think of great pitchers right now, they're right-handed. Yep. Right. We don't really have the next dominant lefty in our game. So yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on that.
1: Yeah, I like that pick. They're dude. They're young, and I know I don't. I I know I talked about this on last the last podcast. The Braves are exciting. They're one of the most fun teams in baseball.
0: They are. They're. They've just got so much. Look, they're definitely a World Series team. I don't think you can really debate that.
1: I think they're in the second. I think they're right now. They're in that second wave. I think there's like three teams that can win that are like definite, definite World Series favorites. But they're in that second. Group. I
0: agree. I th- they're they're just out. They're knocking on the door, though.
1: Yeah, give it a couple years. Maybe a year. Maybe next year. or The year after is when they'll they'll because I mean they got their guys locked up. Like Al- Al- yeah. Cunha and Albie signed a very team friendly contracts. So um,
0: yeah, and. I think the only question for them would really be the bullpen, right?
1: Their bullpen was trash last year.
0: Yeah, that's really the only question for them. Yeah, but, but, but once they figure that out, they'll be fine. But
1: that's the thing, right? Like that's the thing that gets you over the hump in my opinion. Like if you look at the teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Astros like the the game is so shortened after and plus they have dominant starters. So their starter goes 6-7 and then it's like holy crap, now I have to face these these next four guys and they're all throwing a hundred plus. Like there's there's the game is just so shortened when you have a good bullpen, and like it, it really does make a difference, especially in today's game. And I don't I think the reason the way you win a World Series this year is 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 your bullpen really like.
0: Yeah, even though, was the Astros bullpen really all that great? I mean they had Osuna in the back, Ken Giles. And then they had Ken Giles was good. So and then they had um man, he pitched at LSU. He's the guy who throws all the the breaking balls. I'm blanking on his name. And like he was good, but I wouldn't really consider him elite. So they really only had two, maybe three guys at most, which but then again, if you have dominant starters, that's really all you need.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just think a bullpen a bullpen is a is a very underrated undervalued part of a uh, world series winning team
0: i agree i agree so who is next on your list
1: mine is going to be uh nick senzel for the reds Um, i
0: figured he'd be on your list i I was going to put him on mine and i was like zach's got me covered on this
1: yeah top (laughs) prospect one of the top prospects in baseball fourth overall pick like Came up last year for the first time and like showed flashes, but has been dealing with injuries pretty much his whole career, and uh, you really haven't been able to see enough of a sample size. I think he's healthy now, and I think he's going to get some opportunities. And the thing about Sinzel is he's not a free swinger; like he he's an on base guy. I'll take his walks, and I think his power numbers this year will will raise a little bit. Uh, just being healthy, you know, and having having a having a elongated offseason to get healthy and i think i think he's ready to to show why he was a top prospect for a couple of years before coming up to the Reds now i will say it's going to be hard for him if if he struggles out of the gate because they do have so many options in the outfield i don't think that this season is a season to necessarily develop guys especially since it's such a short season so if he's struggling and another guy's hitting i mean i could see his his at bats getting taken away so he's really got to put it yep. on from the beginning unless he wants to 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 be a role player like he was last year or, or something along those lines. He's really got to he's got to go from the very start.
0: Yeah, totally agree. I think that that's something we could see with multiple guys on each of our lists. Cause like you said, you have a bunch of young guys. I do as well. And I think that that's definitely something that we could see happen to m- multiple guys this year.
1: Yeah, I mean we we'll we'll probably be wrong like on seventy percent of this, but like I can't wait till that one hits, so we can have that in our back pocket to talk
0: about. Seriously, no <laughs> doubt. That's that's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> so the next guy I've got on my list, I'm I'm just gonna do all my pictures at once. So we're gonna go to Adrian Hauser of the Milwaukee Brewers. So listen to his. So this is gonna be a theme that you're gonna hear from me. Is guys who kind of figured it out late and put up big numbers later in the season. So over Hauser's last ten starts, here are his numbers. His ERA was three point zero two. His WHIP was one point zero three. Opponents' batting average was two oh one, and he had fifty two strikeouts in forty seven point two innings, or forty seven and two thirds innings. Yeah. So he really kind of figured it out towards the end and kind of the same thing with, with Max Freed. I feel like, you know, once you've, once these guys kind of figure it out, they can kind of, they, they, they know what they're doing from there, you know, whereas like a hitter, you know, you figure it out and then the pitchers change the way that they attack you. Whereas like as a pitcher, like, yeah, that, that kind of happens. Some, you know, hitters can identify your, your tendencies or whatever, but once you kind of figure out, you know, your pitches that, that are working, I feel like, you know, it's much easier to kind of predict them to break out. So I like Adrian Hauser in my list.
1: Yeah, so this is interesting because I also had a a Braves pitcher that wasn't Max Fried, and then I also thought about a Brewers pitcher that wasn't Adrian Hauser. So we kind of – I didn't put these two on my list, but I was thinking about Soroka for the Braves, and I was thinking about Brandon Woodruff for the Brewers. Um, Yeah. And you picked the other two that that had possibilities. So – yeah, I like that. I like that we got to bring up all four of those guys because I think I think uh, definitely Hauser and, and Woodruff can be a a solid one-two in the in the rotation for the Brewers, really. And I think the same thing with that over at the Braves. So I I like that we hit on that. That's good stuff.
0: Definitely. So ho- hopefully, look, I feel like this is going to be a podcast. We're we we're going to be naming guys and people who just don't follow baseball like we do are going to be like, who in the world? Is this? Yeah,
1: but that's okay, though. Like,
0: yeah, that's up. that's a good thing.
1: Catch up if you want to know what's going on. Catch up.
0: Hey, if you want to know, no, if you want to know what's going on, just tune in to Overtime Takes.
1: True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So just catch up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so who's who's next on your list?
1: Uh, okay. This is another top prospect guy that hasn't really uh popped as one would think, but. Uh, he plays for the Rockies, an outfielder. It's David Dahl.
0: I also have a Rocky on my list. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's a good pick.
1: Left-handed bat, athletic in the outfield. Uh, like I said, was a top prospect for the Rockies for a long time. Has played in the big leagues for a couple years now. Um, and he's just been all right. Uh, but, like, I think, I think now is the time for him to, uh, especially with the shortened season, to just go off and set himself up well for next year. And I think he's primed to do that. Obviously, I think he's going to be playing a lot more on the on the West Coast, so that might help him with travel, stuff like that. But um, yeah. really it comes down to, to whether David Dahl is going to live up to the to the hype, and I think this is his make it or break it year, and I think he makes it. So that's why he's on my list.
0: That's a good pick. I like that pick. See, I've, I've got another Rocky on my list, but it's not David Dahl. I'm excited to kind of talk about him too. So I've got several guys on my list that I'm just – Bursting with excitement for.
1: Do you want to just throw your Rocky out there now?
0: I mean, I, I can if you want. It's up to you. So he plays He, he plays second base. Brian
1: McMahon, boom, got it.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> yep, that's him. So his average exit VLO last year right, was in the 90th percentile of the MLB. So his average exit VLO was 91.4 miles an hour, and his hard hit rate was 47.4%. But one of the big things that you see with him is that he's not the most disciplined hitter. Speaking of which, he did hit 20 home runs last year. But he wasn't super disciplined at the plate, a little too many strikeouts. So I feel like if he can kind of not swing, not, not chase as many pitches, I feel like we could he could, you know, in a 162-game season hit 30, 35 home runs. But, you know, obviously with the season being shortened this year, you know, we'll, we'll see what he does.
1: Yeah, he's also a guy that can play multiple positions as well.
0: Yeah. And that's becoming more of a trend, I think.
1: Yeah, it is. Especially
0: like with with these younger guys.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I think Ryan McMahon's a good pick. I I saw him when I was doing my research and thought it was interesting, but I didn't want to have two Rockies. And I, I really – I think part of me is just really rooting for David Dahl. But I could definitely see Ryan McMahon uh, making that leap as well.
0: Yeah. So And plus, they kind of need someone to take LeMahieu's spot because – I don't know why like, people didn't know who who DJ LeMahieu was until he went to the Yankees, but he was really good in Colorado too. He was he's always been
1: good. Like that's the crazy he part.
0: He is. Yeah, like that's a story for another time. Yeah. <laughs> so who's who do you have next?
1: This one is is right there with Vlad Jr. Who I who I have the most confidence in. Uh, he already kind of showed flashes of how good of a defender he was and how he had some some. Uh, some pop and some and ways to get on base, but it's Ramon Laureano, center fielder for the A's.
0: Okay, yeah, that's a good pick. I didn't put him on my list, but yeah, that's good.
1: I think he has now. Don't take this the wrong way, Jonathan. I think he has the tools and the skill set to possibly be a sleeper MVP candidate this year.
0: Wow. Okay. Let me write that. Let me write that down real quick. <laughs>
1: Write that down. Ramon Laureano has sleeper MVP potential this year.
0: ZG thinks Ramon Laureano is going to win the MVP.
1: That is not what I said.
0: <laughs> I know, man. That is I'm not just, what I said. That is you. libel. I'm just already. messing with you. It's Tuesday, I'm messing dude. with it's you. It's 20
1: minutes into the podcast, and we're already pandering.
0: I'm just messing with you, man. Gosh, yeah. dude. <laughs> Ramon, Ramon Laureano, keep going.
1: Yeah, I, so I, I just got his card on the show and that's what made me think about it and then I went back and looked at his at his numbers especially his de- defensive metrics and stuff like that. He's nice and I think he's got a shot.
0: There you go. Yeah, I mean that's a good pick. If I okay. I'm I hope I'm right on this. But he was the guy who robbed the home run last year. Just ridiculous play. And then He's got a cannon, too, right, if I remember correctly. I'll be honest. When I watch the A's, I'm watching Chapman and Olsen, not really paying attention to much else. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess I'll have to start paying a little more attention to him. Do you have any pitchers on your list? I'm kind of curious.
1: I have one pitcher on my list.
0: Okay. So, here's my final pitcher. He pitches for the Pirates. Joe Musgrove.
1: Ooh, that's a good pitch.
0: So here are his numbers over his final seven starts. Like I said, you're gonna hear me say that several times. <laughs> um so his ERA was three five seven with a one point zero seven whip, and he had forty two strikeouts and in forty innings. So like look he he's got the stuff. You know? Like anytime, you know, I see you know, more strikeouts than innings pitched. Like, you know, this guy's got some nasty stuff. So, yeah, Joe, Joe Musgrove for the Pirates.
1: Nice. I like that.
0: Yeah. So, dude, I just, I've got two pitchers from the NL Central, and I don't really like that.
1: Dude, I try to stay away from the NL Central. <laughs> I really did.
0: So, yeah. I don't, I don't have a Cub, though. I really wanted to put a cub on here, but the only one I could have put on here, I was like, you know, I just don't have faith in this guy. So, who was it? Ian Hap.
1: Yeah, I almost, I almost did that too.
0: I just, there's something about him. Like, I really want to put him in there, but I was just like, you know, he's just been too inconsistent, and he's, I don't know. Yeah. Just not – I don't know. I don't really – I just don't trust him for some reason. Of course, I'm saying that, but watch him just go crazy this year.
1: Now, I had a, a pick in my fantasy baseball league between Joe Musgrove and Jameson Tyon, and I feel like I was in rebuild mode, so I went Jameson. but ah, Musgrove's going to be good. He is. He is. He was good last year. He was good at the end of last year. I think he's touched he on was. it. He was. Yeah. So – I have another hitter. I actually I want to get to my pitcher. I it doesn't matter what we order okay. we does it? <laughs> it doesn't okay. really matter. Um but it's Sixto Sanchez for the Marlins. Yes. He throws fuzzies. Yes.
0: He does throw fuzzies.
1: And I think he I think he's a he's a good pick just because I don't think the Marlins necessarily have um, a ton of talent in their rotation. I feel like they have a bunch of guys that throw pretty hard. Like, they have Urena, Urena is that his name?
0: I believe so, yes.
1: And just, like, kind of, just, like, they're bad. So, and I think 6 though could take the reins of, of being a pretty solid pitcher for them. At least a guy, at least a guy that we can look back at the end of the year and be like, this is something we can build on, you know?
0: Yeah, so... What is the name of Alan Hall's buddy who played minor league ball and would come around every now and then and hit in our cages and stuff? Shane? Shane Cooper? Is that his name? I, yes, Cooper. There we go. That's, that's what We always called him Coop. So, you know, he actually faced toe Sanchez, right? Yeah. Which I just think is – so every time I hear hear about toe, which is a really weird name, just saying. It's a cool name. I always think – I always think about him.
1: <laughs> Sixto's a sick name. Another reason I why mean? he's on my list, because he throws 98 with run, <laughs> and his name is cool.
0: Okay, that's. I like the 98 with run part. <laughs> <laughs> so the next guy on my list is a guy who's been good, not great. It's Andrew Benatendi.
1: I have him on my list, too.
0: Okay, good. I was like, I don't know if this guy really qualifies for the list, but you know, I mean, I, I think you'd agree that like, he's been good, not great, and I think that with, you know, Mookie Betts leaving, it's really kind of kind of give him an opportunity to really step up and be in a bigger role for them. And so last year he posted his career high, but then again, what well, last year was his fourth year in the league. His career high in average exit velocity at 89 miles an hour. Which is like when I was looking at these guys who I'm expecting to break out, it's guys who just consistently hit the ball hard, right? And I believe his his line drive rate was 25 percent, and his fly ball rate was 28 percent. So he's doing a good job of getting the ball in the air, you know. And with the with him, you know, finding more barrels last year, and I think this is, this is something that's really going to continue. So yeah, I, I got Benny Baseball on my list.
1: Now, fun fact about him. I was on the sidelines my sophomore year of high school watching the Baden Rams beat his basketball team in the district final. So I played against him in basketball. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think I think we touched on that early on, like when you first started being on the on the pod with me.
1: Yeah, and we beat him. So one nothing. <laughs> I am up one nothing against Andrew Benintendi in life.
0: Yeah, <laughs> who's who's your next guy on your list?
1: Uh, I don't know if you know who this is, but it's Willie Calhoun for the Rangers.
0: He's on my list as well.
1: Really nice. I'm glad you know who that is. Former yes. top prospect for the Dodgers, never quite figured it out for them. He's got a lot of pop, and I think if he yes he does. I think if he 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 has a, he there's a stat that I was reading that he pops up a lot, like the most in the majors. If he can flatten it out a little yep. bit, And fifteen percent. Yeah, if he can flatten it out and, and hit more line drives, he's got the pop to th- that those line drives will carry over. And obviously he has light tower power. So I, I really think he could hit. He could be a 30-home run candidate guy. That's crazy to say. Oh, but without that, a doubt. That could happen.
0: So he hit 21 last year in in 83 games, slugged 524, and his OPS was 848. Pretty good. So listen to this. So he was in the top 40% of the league in hard hit rate and he was in he was in like the low 20% of the league in ground ball rate. So he does a great job of getting the ball in the air. And like you like like you said, you know, he pops out a little bit too much, but you know, if he flattens that out, he could like you said, you know, he's 30 35 home runs every year.
1: Yeah, and, and he's still young too. I think he's only 25 26. I think he still has time to yeah, he needs yeah, he's, to do He's it. 25. He needs to do it now, but I think he's got the ability and I think he's got the pop, the big league superpower like to to be able to do it and I think he I think he set himself up well last year that's kind of how I also did my list it was kind of like how did you set yourself up for this year like did you did did I see something that that made me think okay you you could possibly turn a corner here and I think last year Willie Calhoun had that sign of maybe turning the corner
0: yeah I saw him hit an absolute moonshot off King Felix last year really that that's why I know who he is yeah or last, yeah, I guess that that would have been last summer. Yeah, I had a, I had a night where I wasn't playing summer ball, so I went to a Rangers game and watched Willie Calhoun hit an absolute nuke. Actually, no, it wasn't off King Felix because they they're playing the Diamondbacks. Why do I think? I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, I saw him hit a ball about 450 feet last year. So yeah, he's got juice to say the least.
1: I'm glad we have some of the same guys. That usually doesn't. Me too. Happen.
0: That it doesn't, but it makes me feel good. Just knowing that, like, somebody agrees with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, next guy on my list is a Marlin. Brian Anderson.
1: Ew, dude. He's so butt.
0: No, he's not. He can play defense a he's little He's good, man. Yeah, he's a solid defender. Was 35th in the MLB this last year in, in hard hit percentage. Which just means he's finding barrels. He's still young. Yeah. Right? Like, last year was, what, his his, his second year in the league? So just seeing you know is see, just seeing that he's finding barrels early on in his career. I think is a good sign. I think that's going to continue, and I, I really like for him to kind of have a better year this year. I just think that you know it's hard to put up you know thirty, forty home runs when you play half your games where the Marlins play. Yeah, because that's that's just such a big ball field. But yeah, I, I like Brian Anderson. I think he's going to have a, a pretty good year this year. I'm, I think he hit around two sixty last year. Wouldn't be surprised if he hit around two eighty. Well, oh, no, we're not playing one hundred and sixty-two games, so I don't really know what's gonna happen. But yeah, I, I like Brian Anderson. I think he's gonna be a, a pretty solid third baseman. I don't think he'll ever be, you know, no Arenado or Machado or anybody like that. But I, I do think that he he could be a, a pretty solid everyday third baseman somewhere.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's that far off. But it, I part of me. He's one of those guys where I think we've seen what he is, and like he might get a little better or whatever. But I think we've kind of, I think we kind of know who he is and what he's going to be for his career. So that's why I didn't put him on my list.
0: That's fair. So we've got two guys left, I believe.
1: Yeah, um, I'm gonna save the last one because we can get into that one. You're gonna, you're probably gonna laugh, but I have uh, a (laughs) Met. And his name is Ahmed Rosario.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good pick.
1: Um, another again, another high prospect in the organization came up and has just constantly gotten better each year. Like, has improved with the bat, has improved strikeout rate, have has improved hard hit hard hit rate. Like, obviously, can play defense, can run a little bit and steal bases. I just think. I don't know. The base the the real theme of my list is guys that are turning the corner and making strides each year and then boom, one big pop year and they're in. Like and I think I think Ahmed yeah. Rosario's willing I think he's ready to take that next step, especially on a team like the Mets where in a sixty game season with the staff they have, I think they can be in a lot of games. I think he can make big impacts with his legs and on defense as well as, as being able to start to drive the ball a little better. I think last year he improved his his extra base hits and, and all that stuff last year. So I think I think if he can continue that and keep barreling pitches and keep putting pitches in the gap, and maybe a couple of those carry out, I think he's got a he's got a, a, a fast track to being a, a young player for the Mets that that we look at when we think about the Mets lineup. Along with Pia yeah, Lazo. I agree.
0: Yeah, that's it's a good take. I like that. So I've got okay who. What team does does your last guy play for? The Reds. So I'm kind of interested to see. Oh, okay, should have guessed that one. <laughs> oh, I I know who you're gonna say okay. So I've got I've got two guys left, and the guy that I'm gonna go with first, because the last guy is he's probably the only guy I consider more of a lock than Vladdy to have a, a breakout year. So this other guy plays for the Royals. Can you guess who it is?
1: The Royals. Um, it's either going to be Hunter Dozier or Alberto Mondesi.
0: It is Alberto Mondesi. So, last year, he led the major leagues in triples with 10 and in stolen bases with 43, but he only played in 102 games. Switchy? So, he's missing. Yeah, Switchy? Fast? Can run. Can run, man. Dude is so Fast? Solid defender, and yeah, I, mean, I, I really him. like him. Guy that can put the ball yeah. in the gap and run. Yeah, I mean he's like, he's gonna be really good. You know, I like I said, like he stole forty three bases last year and missed sixty games. So like he's a sixty stolen base a year kind of guy.
1: I think you know? yeah. Like, he, uh, to piggyback off that, I think I think um, Ahmed Rosario has more natural talent than him, but I think Mondesi is more athletic and uh, I, agree. I think that he, as of right now, I think Modesty might be a better player.
0: Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. You know, give it two or three years, I don't think we're saying that. You know, I, like you said, Rosario's just a little more gifted. But, yeah, I, I really like Modesty. That's just because really of the speed, pick. you know. I didn't know? Even think about that. He's, he's kind of a throwback guy, right? Like, good defender, can run. Doesn't really, you know, hit for power, steals bases. So he's a little more old school. But, yeah, I, I like, I really like Mondesi.
1: He can put a charge into one. I think that only gets better, too. Yeah, but I he, think that only he's not going to 30 too. home runs. I know. He might hit 20, though. He might, like.
0: Yeah, he might, maybe. And
1: I think that's, I mean, if he hits 15 to 20 home runs uh, the rest of the year, or the rest of his career, like, that's unreal, especially with all the tools he has.
0: Agreed. Yeah, I agree.
1: I don't know. I think in so and and, and uh, I think that's a nice little battle we we just started. So we'll have to see how that goes in their careers.
0: We we'll, yeah, we'll have to watch them.
1: Because <laughs> that's so interesting. Go, go ahead.
0: Who's it is? I I like Mondesi a lot. The more I think about not, it, the more they're not comparable, just because he's a glitch.
1: They're more they're comparable, but they do they do similar things. Just how they get there is a little different. So we'll, yeah, we'll have to watch
0: yeah. that. Yeah, we will. So, all right, Who, who's your last guy?
1: You know I had to do it to him, and it's none other than the Reds' first baseman, Joey Votto.
0: Does he really qualify for this list?
1: Yeah, he qualifies because he's had two really bad years, and he's going to come back, and he's going to hit 400 this year.
0: You think he's going to hit 400 this year?
1: He's going to hit 400 with with 25 jacks, and he's going to win the MVP. He's back. Okay, he
0: could definitely hit 400. He could definitely hit 400. He's not hitting 25 home runs in 60 games. He's no way. He's
1: back, dude. He is back. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't care okay, anymore. Man. He just wants to win. All he's going to think about is winning. He doesn't care. He's not going to hit 25 home runs, but he's going to have a really good year. And I, This yeah. is the last ride. This is the last dance for my favorite player of my lifetime. Like, i got to see him. Okay. Like, I don't know if he's – he's probably not going to retire, but I need him – I need him to play well this year so I can he- quit hearing about how Joey Votto sucks. Because he doesn't suck.
0: He doesn't suck. You know, you've heard me on the record say that I think he's more than good enough to be a Hall of Famer. Even though he doesn't have some of those milestones that these baseball writers want. I don't know, man. He's just older. And I just... And he can DH know, this year? Like, he can. You're right.
1: I just think he could... I think he could... He could come back to at least ninety percent of who Joey Votto is. I mean, and then I—I I could be completely wrong. I put it on this. I put him on this list because it's something I want so badly to happen because he is my favorite player, and he's playing—he's playing probably his last couple seasons here, and he's got sixty games. He doesn't have to—to to worry about pacing himself because he's old. He, he has the DH spot. I think there's a lot of things that set him up. Uh, for him to be uh like I said at least 90% of the production we're used to seeing from him.
0: If we get okay. I I I won't spoil your dreams. Okay. What? <laughs> I don't know. I just I think if you get, you know, 80% of what he was, I think that you can be happy with that. I just I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not on the vital train. I'm just not
1: Not a lot of people are. I'm one of the I'm I'm a dying breed.
0: <laughs> I mean I don't know. I mean maybe, look. It's 60 games. Anybody can get hot for 60 games. So I'm not just going to completely rule it out cuz look like he's older, right? So he probably he doesn't have the same juice. But you know, he could definitely hit, you know, 350 or something like that over a 60 game stretch. So you know, we'll see. You know, if he hits if he hits like two ninety this year and hits fifteen home runs, I think you, you you live with that.
1: Yeah, that's good. We'll take that, but that's not what I want.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's here's my last guy. So he 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 plays for the White Sox. Eloy, so go Jimenez. ahead and take a stab at it. It is Eloy Jimenez, dude. Does that work guy, though?
1: He's always he's he's just he's going to be a superstar. Like there's no- he is. I guess I did I guess I went he's, off the rails with Votto, so you can go off the rails with Eloy.
0: I mean he's young, right? Like he he's only been around for a couple years, you know? He's got juice. He's got juice, right? So his his hard hit rate last year was just under forty eight percent. Listen to his September slash line, you ready? Batting average of three forty, OBP of three eighty three with a slugging of seven ten. Should have been a Cub. Should, yeah, look, we're not going to talk about that. His average – oh, nope, that's the wrong guy. But, yeah, dude. Oh, and and he had not nine home runs that month, which is ridiculous. Should have been a Cub. Like He was just – yeah, we're – yeah, anyway. You want
1: to talk about that? What happened there?
0: No. I, I don't want to talk about that. What was the trade? That, I'll be honest. What was the trade? I honestly don't remember. I just remember hearing that he was in the Cub system <laughs> and being upset. <laughs>
1: You guys got like uh what's his name? The probably lefty. nobody good. The lefty that pitched, and I don't think he's on the team anymore from the White Sox. I forget his name. But, yeah, that was probably the deal.
0: But the fact that we don't know his name just tells us all we need to know about the trade.
1: Yeah, a, they've <laughs> made some good trades lately.
0: Yeah, the White Sox are sneaky good, man. Like they could really win the, the AL Central.
1: Oh, yeah. That, no doubt about it. They're good. I think – I think there's a sleeping giant over there. They're really talented. They got some young guys, too. They're extremely talented. It's unreal.
0: Luis Robert. Okay. So my dying wish, something that I just want to see before I die, I want to see a White Sox-Cubs World Series because I think that that would just be insane.
1: I would hate everything about
0: that. Dude, I would fly to Chicago and live in a hotel during – like, as long as the World Series is going on. Because, you know, that city would just be going crazy.
1: Yeah, it would be. It would be wild. You ever been to Chicago?
0: I have. It's I went crazy when either I was,
1: way. There, there, there could be no baseball like, yeah. and it's going It's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I, was, I went when I was, like, 11. And we went and saw a game at Wrigley. I watched Ryan Howard absolutely mash some baseballs. Yeah. It was so much fun to watch. He does that from time and to time. He does. And then uh Alfonso Soriano was still playing for the Cubs at the time. He hit a home run. Yeah, there were like six home runs hit. The Cubs won like 12 to 6. It's like one of the 50 games that we won that year. So yeah, it was it was great.
1: <laughs> That's good. That's good. And finally the Cubs won something.
0: Outside of the the World Series in 2016, yeah?
1: Yeah, or that trade.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's everybody on my list. You, you got anybody else?
1: No, that was a good list. I like that. That was uh, that was a nice little. Uh, that's knowledge for you guys, by the way. If you, it really is. If you guys have like conversations with your buddies, like we're not just we're not we're not we're not just waking up one morning and saying let's just find random players. Or in Jonathan's example, I'm glad that he didn't just pick like popular players everybody knows, so everybody would like his list. <laughs> But we, we gave Whatever. you thoughtful, insightful people that you can expect to break out. Mark it down. There's going to be guys on this yeah. list that have really good seasons, and we're going to come back and be like, yeah, we were right. Of course we were right. We're always right. It's overtime takes.
0: And, like, this is 100% information that, like, when you go to a sports bar and some idiot wants to talk to you, you can just whip it out. Be like, yeah, man, like, I really like – Ramon Loreano It's like, Yeah because of his whatever 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 right like he's a he's a sleeping mvp candidate
1: yeah tell that I, okay real quick that the guy that wants to argue sports that doesn't know anything about sports is my least favorite person
0: agreed i i was that guy for a little bit like and, you right? don't
1: know anything you just know you know the bare minimum about the best players like you don't know anything else about anything else and it's annoying when people try to argue with me about sports, and then I'm like, well, actually, you're wrong. Like, and here's why, and then it'll be a bunch of stats, and then stats don't matter. That's my favorite. The favorite is when someone says stats don't matter.
0: <laughs> they do, but you still have to respect the the eye test.
1: I don't have to respect the eye test. What The eye test is the stats. Like, what, <laughs> like... What do you mean? If you see a guy and you you look at his numbers, he's got 35 jacks. That's an eye test. You saw those 35 home runs. <laughs>
0: yeah, but, th- but there are guys who don't who are really good players that does, they just don't put up the same numbers, right? Like like Mondesi, right? Like he's a guy that he's good. I think we would agree is a, yeah, but you know, you look at his numbers, they don't compare to other guys
1: not his not necessarily his hitting numbers but if you look at his defensive metrics and his solo maces and stuff like that then yes the stats tell a story about what type of player he is
0: so you just don't think so so you could like just sit down and look at a sheet of paper without ever seeing somebody play and be like this guy's better
1: i'd have to see yeah if i had if i had information available that like if I had everything that I needed, if I had a baseline of what I wanted to see, yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely do that. That's it, it, there's a lot to baseball other than just like you kind of you you and me both kind of went into some advanced metrics, which I'm glad you just didn't be like, oh, he hit 300 with 44 like 100 RBIs. Like I'm glad you talked about hard hit rate. I'm glad for pitchers you talked about WHIP and strike out the walk and stuff like that. But like. Yeah, I think if you gave me some some of those advanced metrics, I could definitely di- differentiate uh like Joey Gallo from Montesy. and like I would yeah. like I'd rather have I'd rather have Gallo than Moncoy just yeah, off the top. Yeah, me too. Like,
0: but like I wouldn't I, I wouldn't disregard
1: they... Moncoy as a bad player because oh he didn't he didn't hit a certain amount of home runs or whatever.
0: Yeah, see but most 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 stat guys don't look at advanced metrics. They're just like, "Oh, this guy hit 300. This guy hit 260. So this guy with 300 is better." Yeah, that's you know? stupid. Like that's how most that's how most stat guys are, and those stat guys get on my nerves.
1: I'm not that stat guy though.
0: You're not. You're not. I I, I agree with that. You're not. You actually you look at things on a, a a much deeper level.
1: You have to like batting average is is cool, and I guess to a certain extent, batting average is the the overall, like, the way I think about it is batting average is like, if you're a good hitter, you're going to have a high batting average. But, like, what makes you a good hitter? And that's where the advanced metrics and stuff comes into it, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, I think – yeah, but then again, like, there are guys who hit 285 who are better hitters than guys who hit 300.
1: That's Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how did you how did you get to that 300 or how did you get to that 285? Were you – Slap yeah. hitting? Were you were you slapping Judy's over the infield, or were you? Did you have thirty five doubles? Like you know, like they're like they're it all tells yeah. a story. Like you can be a stat guy and then have some nuance in your in the way that you look at stats.
0: I agree. Even though I think that my favorite stat now is probably OPS. That is like one of the first things that I look at now, because that's just kind of where the game's going.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, like you want to get on base, you want to drive the ball, like. Uh, that's like the perfect – That's like if you're going to put a team together and you said I, I can only use one stat to put a team together, you'd probably use OPS, I'd I'd say.
0: I'd agree with that, yeah. We should go tell Bean that, the, the GM of the A's, and we can have Moneyball Part 2.
1: He's got some guys with some high OPS. He's got a sleeper MVP candidate over does. there in center.
0: He, he's got another one, a short, Marcus Simeon. That's bold. He was third and eight in the in the MVP voting a few years ago. That's bold. Okay, whatever. I <laughs> like we're talking about sleeper MVP candidates on the A's that we don't we don't say Matt Chapman or Matt Olson because right. both of those guys those are probably the two best players on that team.
1: Ramon Laureano. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, uh, can I say something real quick before we before we get out of here? If we are, that was probably the most informative podcast we've had.
0: Probably, yeah. Like that a was lot a of little numbers. switch
1: up. That was good. We actually we kicked some knowledge out today.
0: Yeah, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> this 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 podcast is brought to you by the 2020 school year.
1: <laughs> yeah, go get your notebooks and make sure you do your census and wear a mask.
0: Yeah, do do all those things.
1: In that order. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, thank you guys for listening today. Go follow us on Twitter at ot takes on Instagram at overtime underscore takes, and leave us a review. You know, good, bad, whatever. You know, we want to do better, so just kind of let us know how we did, and then you know, subscribe or follow if you're on Spotify or or um, Apple Podcasts. And yeah, I think that's that's all we got for today. We'll see y'all on Thursday.
1: Love you guys.